Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. Well, come on, is there anybody who loves Jesus? Can we give him a big ovation of worship in this place? I'm talking about not a golf clap. I'm talking about a big ovation of worship for King Jesus in this place. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. What? Well, I don't know about you, but I've enjoyed this series we've been in called Marked. Today, is, we're going to keep in it. And so if you got your Bibles, why don't you grab that? Just in honor of God's Word, if you're standing, we'll stand for God's Word together. And so if you don't mind, we'll do that and we'll pray one more time and we'll jump into the Word together. But we're going to be in Luke chapter 4, and it's going to be in verse number 37. So if you got your Bibles, turn there. If not, we've got a big giant Bible. It's going to be up here on the screen behind us. And man, I'm just thankful for you. In the Bible, it says like this, if you're ready for God's Word, say, I'm ready. Right, it says this, uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 37. The news about Jesus spread through every village in the entire region. And watch what it says. After leaving the synagogue that day, Jesus went to Simon's house where he found Simon's mother-in-law very sick with a high fever. And watch what it says. Everyone begged, please heal her. And watch what the Bible says. Standing at her bedside, he rebuked the fever and it left her. And she got up at once and prepared a meal for them. And as the sun went down that evening, people throughout the village brought sick family members to Jesus. And no matter what their diseases were, the touch of his hand healed everyone. And I love that so much because I just happen to believe that the same God that was in the same Jesus that was back then is the same Jesus yesterday, today, and forever. And you may have walked in this room needing a healing. And I just believe the fact that the fact is, is that Jesus is in this room, that his spirit is in this room. And you may have walked in here today with all kinds of diseases, all kinds of ailments, all kinds of baggage. But I just believe that one touch from the Savior, one touch from the healer can change it all. And so that's what I'm believing for today. I hope you brought your faith in here with you because we're going to believe God for some incredible, miraculous things today. God, we love you. Jesus, we honor you. Holy Spirit, we invite you in this place. Lord, we love you. Thank you for today. Jesus, have your way in this place. In Jesus' mighty name that we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. Come on, if you love Jesus all over this house, can we make a little bit of noise together today? Once you high-five your neighbor, you can have a seat. You can have a seat, have a seat, have a seat. Awesome. Awesome. Well, happy Mother's Day. Man, we're so glad that you're here. Welcome to church. Uh, I'm just so honored that you would be at church today. And again, all the mamas out there, we're so thankful for you. So honored to have you at church today. And I'm just excited about this series that we've been in called Marked. Somebody shout Marked. Somebody shout it like you mean to say Marked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've been looking at this guy named Peter. So again, it kind of morphed into this idea of, uh, of what it was going to look like. We, we kind of were going to go a different direction, but the Lord just kind of just redirected, redirected us and rerouted us to stay on this guy named Peter. So what I love about it is that this series has been in a world that is, has, has temporary markings that are on your life. There is a permanent mark that's on your life. There is a permanent calling. There is a permanent purpose that God has put there. And I love the fact that last week, man, we had a couple people sharing part of their testimony, team testimony. Shout out to Mr. Monty, Miss Michelle, 
and Sam bringing that word last week. Come on, can we give it up for them together? If you missed it, I encourage you to go back and watch it. But we've been talking about this guy named Peter. And again, on Mother's Day, how about it? The fact is that there is a mother in the story of Peter's life. We see his mother-in-law, and, and she is sick. Come on, how many of y'all know on Mother's Day that when the mama's sick, it ain't good for nobody? Come on, somebody, right? I'm just telling you, when mama's sick, man, it, our house does not function the same way. When Al Pal is sick, man, if, she, if she's under the weather or whatever it might be, man, I'm telling you, I, 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 y'all mamas are something else. Y'all are some warriors. You're, I'm, I mean, I just, if you have a mama around you, just say, you the, you the best. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Just tell her, you the best. Like, like, man, I'm telling you, there's something about these mamas. Ain't nothing worse than when a mama is sick, right? And we find out in this story right here that Peter's mother-in-law happens to be sick, that she has a fever. And again, if there's anybody that we can resonate with, anybody that we can learn from, I think it's this guy named Peter and his life, what we've been looking at over the last couple of weeks. And so it's going to be no different today. But what we see right here is that, listen, Jesus is, is on the move. Jesus is doing things, and people are starting to hear about Jesus and the, the news about Jesus is spreading and they're in the synagogue. They leave the synagogue and we find out they show up at Simon Peter's house, right? So if you, if you read Simon right there, you might not have known that is also his name, Simon Peter. And so what you need to know is they showed up and I love the fact that, okay, they showed up and everybody started begging Jesus to heal his mother-in-law, that mama was sick, that somebody, Jesus, we need you to help her. And what I love the fact is that Jesus, one touch from Jesus, one word Word from Jesus and she was healed. That one word happened, and again, what began to happen is the news then began to spread out from there that this guy named Jesus is a healer, that this guy named Jesus does miracles. And again, I said it at the first of today, I'm gonna say it again. I still believe that God is still in the miracle working business today. I still believe that if you walked in this place uh, with a uh, you need healing in your life, you've experienced healing spiritually. I just want to let you know that that's the Savior that we serve. He is still in that business today, and I want to just talk to us today about a few things. I want you to write down, and I think if you write them down, they're going to mean something to you because not only can you use it today, but you can use it tomorrow, you can use it the next day, and we're going to learn right here from this story with Peter and his mother-in-law. Everybody good with that? If you're good, say, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Write this first thing down. When you're marked, write this down. It starts by recognizing that the healer is in the room. About three of you got that, all right, together. All right, here we go. When you're marked, it starts by recognizing that the healer is in the room, right? Luke the 4, 38 said this, Jesus went to Simon's house where he found Simon's mother-in-law, Peter's mother-in-law, very sick with a high fever. And everybody's begging Jesus, please, Jesus, will you heal her? And standing at her bedside, he rebuked the fever and it left her and she got up at once, the Bible says. So listen to me, when you're marked, when you're living this life out of purpose, you gotta understand that it starts by recognizing that the healer is in the room. That when the when Jesus shows up, listen to me, y'all, healing shows up. When Jesus shows up, hope shows up. When Jesus shows up, deliverance shows up. When Jesus shows up, literally one of God's names is Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord who heals you. Guess what? When Jesus shows up, that's showing up. And I came to remind somebody today on Mother's Day that Jesus is here, that Jesus is in the house, his Holy Spirit is inside of you, and when the healer is in the house, the potential for the supernatural is unlimited. Come on, if we believe that, can we give him a big shout of praise in this place? 
fired up on Mother's Day. Come on, somebody, right? Like, listen, I'm ready to go. And again, I want us to understand something about the healer that we need to know is that, number one, he's able, right, that we serve a healer who is able to heal, right? The Bible tells us in Matthew 28, 18, I've been given, this Jesus talking, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Right? I love the fact that in this story right here, I love the fact that Jesus spoke with his ability and his authority and the sickness had to leave. Somebody say had to. Had to. It had to. It didn't have a choice. Right? It didn't have to because we serve the God that is able to heal, that he is healing. We still believe, I'm just going to tell you again. In this church, in my life, we still believe in the miraculous, wonder-working, healing power of Jesus Christ today. We still believe that he can do miracles. We still believe that he has all power and authority and dominion over all darkness, and he has the ability and he is able to heal all kinds of sicknesses and diseases. We believe that in this place, and we serve a God who's ultimately one of his name is healer, and so not only is he able, but I love this about the the God that we serve. Not only is he able, but he listen to me, he's willing. That the God that we serve is willing all throughout scripture and even right here in our story today, we see that Jesus, guess what? He is full of compassion. Right? When he sees a need, Jesus can't help but be attracted to that need. When he sees a, a, something going on that's a pain point, he can't help but be attracted to that. I love the fact that the Jesus that we serve did not shy away from people who were sick. I love the fact that Jesus didn't shy away from people who had disabilities or had a sketchy past. But in fact, what did he do? He actually sought them out. He, after, he actually befriended them. And listen, he even told us that's actually his very mission of why he came. Look at Luke chapter 5. He says, hey, 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 healthy people, they don't need a doctor. Sick people do. Come on, somebody, right? Sick people. We got these sick people that have been sick in their past in the room. Come on, somebody, right? We've been there. I, I have come, Jesus says, not to call those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. And I just believe that we, as Jesus' church, should have the very same mission of Jesus. That we should have the very same mission. That this place should not be a country club for Christians, but a hospital for sinners. And that Purpose Church is a place where it's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay that way. You know why? Because God has more for you because when the healer is here and we acknowledge he's able and we acknowledge that he is willing he can do miraculous things listen to me Jesus is moved with compassion when he sees people in pain so you may have walked in here today Mother's Day and you may be carrying so much pain I just want to tell you Jesus sees you that he knows you he knows what you're walking through you need to know that he cares about you you need to know that he cares what you're going through that he cares about that feeling of loneliness and emptiness and brokenness that you may be feeling right now. That he cares about the feelings that you have of joy on this Mother's Day or the, even the, the sorrow that you may be carrying. And the Bible tells us that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and that he saves those who are crushed in spirit. I love that so much. And I want to just, just kind of dive in on one of the things that was said right here as they were pleading and begging Jesus Right here in this story right here, they're saying, hey, Jesus, would you please heal her? They begged is what it says. They begged. All right? So I want you to understand something really quick, that there was a desperation in the house, that there was this hunger, 
that there was a desperation for this healer, that there was this expectation that he would show up and do what only he could do. There was a hunger in the house that couldn't be satisfied by another doctor or another medicine, but only Jehovah Rapha himself, the Lord who heals. So my question is, what are we hungry for? My question is, on Mother's Day, I'm going to challenge this a little bit. What are we hungry for in this house? Like, what would we do if we, if Jesus, I love that song, that Elevation sings. What would we do if he walked into the room? Right, right. What would you say if he walked into this room? How would you praise if Jesus walked in this room? How would you shout, come on somebody, if he walked into this room? And I came to remind somebody, he's here right now. That the king is in the room. That your healer is in the room. Your savior is in the room. Your provider is in the room. Your redeemer is in the room. Your champion is in the room. He's here right now. So what will you do? Come on. We're just going to give him a little golf clap or we're going say hey Jesus we acknowledge you are the healer we acknowledge that you've taken us through some stuff come on we've acknowledged the fact that you have done more than I ever deserved you to do and thanks be to God that the healer is still in the room come on if we believe that can we give him another big shout of praise in this place (laughs) come on the healer's here he's in the room he's in the room when you're marked you got to recognize that you got to start there start by recognizing that the healer is in the room when you're marked write this down Sometimes the miracle takes place in a private space, not a public place. So you need to understand that when you're marked, sometimes the miracle, right? Watch this. According to what we just read, literally, it's, it happened in a private space, not a public place. Verse 38, 37, the news about Jesus was spreading everywhere. Y'all, the word is out about Jesus, right? They're telling everybody around him is hearing about him. Everybody's around him is hearing about what he's doing and how he's moving and the things that are going on. It's, it's spreading out everywhere. And then watch what it says. After leaving the synagogue that day, Jesus was went to Simon's house where he found Simon's mother-in-law, Peter's mother-in-law, very sick with a high fever. Please heal her, everyone begged, and standing at her bedside. See, you got to understand, they were in the synagogue. They were in the, the public space, the public place. Lots of people. Word is spreading about Jesus everywhere. There's energy. There's hype. There's like all of this around this guy named Jesus. And listen to me. I want you to understand, if he was going to do it anywhere, you would think Jesus would do it out in the wide open so that everybody else could see it. But watch this. It was actually in the secret place, in the private space behind closed doors where the miracle took place. It's actually where it took place. And listen to me, on Mother's Day, if there's anybody I think that can understand about the behind the scenes moments, it's going to be the mamas in the room. Come on, somebody. Right? Just the fact for you to get here this morning, like the fact is, you got to understand, you got dressed, teeth brushed, hair combed, shoes on, clean drawers, and that's just for yourself. Come on, somebody. They're not all other kids and everybody else, right? Like, like that, just to get into this public place, there was a lot of things that went on behind the scenes. Come on, mamas, can you attest to that? Come on, anybody in the room understand that, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that happened. Just to walk into a public place, there was the behind the scene moments that actually were more important. I, not more important, but just as important as what happened in public. And I think for so many times, I think so often the same thing happens in our walk with Jesus 
that we expect this shouted from the rooftop, big in front of everybody, weekend experience moment. And listen to me, it happens, right? I want to have church. I want to experience God's presence in this place with you. I want to be in, in so awe as we walk out of here every Sunday being like, oh my gosh, can you believe it's over? And then we got to wait seven more days for that to happen, right? Like I want that for here, but I don't want it just to stay here. I don't want that, that to just stay in this room. Listen to me. I just believe that what happens is, is we are expecting it to happen in the big moments, and yet we neglect and overlook the secret, private places and spaces of our lives. And this is what I got to thinking. It was in the secret place, in that private space, that Peter's mother-in-law realized and experienced that Jesus was a healer. Right? It was, it was not in the synagogue where she experienced that. It was in the private space. So listen to me. I wonder what character of God you and I are missing because we're only fixated on the public place and not the private space. That's what I wonder. What, what are we so enamored with on the weekend and coming to church? Which I love. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so th- If you don't know that, like the room being, I just love it, all right? I love this place. I love all of you. And I want you to know that. But at the same time, I'm so concerned with what you're doing Sunday afternoon through Saturday night. That there is this private space of your life. And listen to me. God sometimes gives you the occasional obscurity, the behind the scene moment, the private spaces of your life. Because this is what I found out. There are some things only God can do behind closed doors. Because God is interested in developing your character and your life. And sometimes it's in a still small place. Like a dark room. Anybody remember cameras back in the day? You know what I'm talking about? cameras that had film come on somebody we're all my old people in the room right now come on right you remember what I'm talking about how many of y'all have no idea what I'm talking about right now a couple of us all right we're gonna we're gonna all be on the same page I like this I like this okay so back in the day all right in 1990 <laughs> come on somebody right in the 90s yes last century everybody okay like, I want you to understand that what would happen when we grew up, like, our family, we would, like, like we were always taking pictures. Like, my family's always going somewhere, doing something, and literally always taking pictures. Well, back in the day, you had film that you had to load inside of a camera. Anybody remember this? Come on, somebody, right? Load inside of a camera. You snap your pictures. You didn't know how they turned out. You had no idea what they looked like, right? You couldn't look at it and say, oh, my gosh, no, erase that. Let's do it again. <laughs> couldn't do that, could we? Right? Had, had to take the picture, had to get through all the roll of uh, film. Then what'd you have to do? Drive yourself up to Walmart, CVS, or Walgreens. Come on, somebody, right? Had to drop it off to a little dude back there. Didn't know what he was doing. You were putting your life in his hands when you handed it to him, these pictures, because you weren't really sure if you were going to get those pictures back or not. Come on, somebody, right? Anybody remember these days? Right? You remember, you go there, okay, and what would happen is they would take that film, and what would have to happen is, is that they would take it and they would put it into a dark room, okay? So there was all of these things that would take place at this dark room. Like, they would take it, you had film, you had water, you had, like, film developer solution, there's thermometers, there's, like, a safe light that turns everything red. I don't even know what all this is, right? Just typed in Google. Like, I, I, I wanted to make sure I was t- getting to you, because I remember, I just, I just didn't know how it happened. You know, I, I knew it happened, just didn't remember remember how it happened. So, so, so all this is taking place. There were all of these things that went in behind the scenes before you ever got the finished product, right? 
right? So how many of y'all know that sometimes you'd overexpose them to too much light? Ruin your pictures. Come on. you remember, Anybody remember that? And I asked my dad. I know we've got, we've got tons of stuff at the house, tons of pictures. Come on, y'all. Got some negatives right here. Y'all remember what negatives were? Come on, somebody. You lose the picture. They do something different. You hold it up there in the light. I don't know what somebody's doing on this. Dad, it ain't me. <laughs> somebody's flexing on this. I don't even know what's happening right now. Come on, y'all look. Isn't it, you can't see that back there? <laughs> Anybody remember negatives, right? Anybody remember this idea of a dark room being developed, the behind the scenes, the things that aren't seen that actually turns out to be the finished product? See, I think the same way happens with our spiritual life. I think that everybody sees the Sunday morning, but what are you doing Sunday afternoon through Saturday night? And I think the miracle takes place when you're willing to say, I'm going to be faithful in those days before I'm ever faithful in front of a bunch of people. And so I'm going to challenge us with that, that we see this right here in this story, that listen, in the dark room of your spiritual life, God can turn your struggle into strength. Right? He has the ability to turn your character and it can be corrected, it can be cultivated. Listen to me, you can't Instagram integrity and you can't Facebook faithfulness. It is a process. Even Jesus himself went through some dark room moments. Jesus from ages 12 to age 30 years old. We don't know much about Jesus' life in that time. It was a dark room moment. It was a behind the scenes moment. Jesus, 40 days in the desert before he ever started his public ministry, it was a behind the scenes moment. Jesus, night before he was going to go to the cross, and he's in the garden praying and seeking God and chasing after God, right? Before he ever would do anything in public, listen to me, don't overlook the dark room moments of your life because there's only some things that God can teach you and that you can experience like Peter's mother-in-law did in a private space. So I'm going to challenge you with that when you're marked. The last thing, I'm going I'm to land a plane on this. When you're marked, listen to me, someone wants you to write down, it's not just for you. It's not just for you. Did we notice what happened? Right here in the story, right? Standing at her bedside, Jesus, he rebuked the fever, and it left her, and then watch what it says. She got up at once. Somebody shout, at once. She got up at once. Watch what she starts to do. Prepare a meal for them, Right? That's what she did. Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law so completely that not only did the fever leave her, but her strength was restored. And watch what she did. At once, immediately, she got up and took care of the needs of others. See, I want you to understand that the marking that God has on your life this permanent calling, this healing that God has, has done and performed in your life. The power of Jesus has a purpose. Right? That Jesus' healing power is not just for yours and my benefit. It's to benefit others too. That what, like I've always heard, listen, save people, serve people. That once you've experienced something, you can't help but get up and do something about it. And I just think for so long in the church, we've been okay just experiencing it for ourselves and letting everybody else fend for themselves. Like, I'm good. I got mine. I'm okay. Like, I'm great. I'm going to heaven. I don't know about y'all. And I think for the longest time, that's how we've treated our lives. 
And I just came to challenge that. Again, it's Mother's Day. I won't yell as much next week, I don't think. Uh, but I, I just get so fired up about this because I see what God is doing and what He's building. And I just never want us to get to a place in our lives, in our church, in our families, in your family, where there's so much unmet potential at the end of your life. I never want you to get to the grave and spend your entire life wasting the things that God has called you to do. And I just want to challenge some of us. Listen, when you're marked, when you're saved, yes, that is an individual decision. And that's not what happened up here on the platform today with these babies, just to clarify again. Baby dedications where we're giving them back, saying, you know what, God, you can have our children, man, how you want to raise them. We're going to be your, your hands and feet as we raise them, as we discipline them, as they grow them. Like, that's, like salvation didn't take place on the platform today, just so everybody knows. We're praying for salvation for our babies one day. I got three out of my four babies that don't know Jesus yet, but they're going to. My faith is that I'm praying. I'm going to be a praying daddy that, hey, they're not at that age yet where they understand that. Okay, we're going to pray that they understand that. That they realize what has happened. But here's the thing. When we meet Jesus, listen, you can't meet Jesus, be healed by Jesus, be transformed by Jesus, and stay the same. So my thing for all of us is, is listen, you are called to make a difference. When you're healed, you're called to bless others. That we're saved to tell somebody else. That you're given flavor as salt so that you can add flavor to the workplace that you're around. Your light calls to shine in the darkness of that sports team that you play on. That saved people will serve people. I'm just one beggar telling other beggars where I found some bread, right? That you and I are called to make a difference. After this miracle happens, there's this intentional decision on this lady's part, this mother-in-law's part to say, you know what? I will intentionally give what I have. I'll intentionally share what Jesus has done in my life. And I'll intentionally serve Jesus and others with all that I've got. And this word that she uses, it's used in the Bible to describe this word serving. It's a Greek word. Diakoneo is the name of it. Diakoneo. That's used to describe Peter's mother-in-law. But listen to me. That word is also used to describe Jesus himself whenever he's telling his disciples in Mark chapter 10. But among you, it'll be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others. Diakoneo. And to give life as a ransom for many. Her response from one touch from Jesus was to diakoneo, serve Jesus and his disciples immediately. Listen, Peter's mother-in-law's response to Jesus' healing is a model not just for women on Mother's Day, but for all of us. For every one of us. And I, I just came to ask this question, has God ever helped you through a difficult situation? Have you ever felt his presence? It may be all chaos and hell going on around you, but have you ever felt his presence 
in the middle of whatever it is you're walking through, and you know that, okay, everything around me may be crumbling, but God is faithful. Does anybody have a testimony worth sharing? Do you know what God has brought me through? Do you know what God has spared me from? And so I'm asking, if you think about all of those things, what has God brought you through? What has he spared you from? My next question I want to be asking myself is, how can I possibly express my gratitude to you, Jesus? How can I possibly just say thank you enough? How can I possibly just, I I can't help but point others to Jesus. I can't help but live a life that's different than I used to be. I can't help but serve you, Jesus. And I think there's a lot of us in the room that, guess what, for a long time, we've been okay with it just being about us. But I'm calling you out of that today. I'm challenging you to take a step forward today. Now, I'm going to ask you to give a one-year challenge. We say it a lot of times in the church. Give it a year. Step in, serve, get in a crew, get around some people. And I just believe if you will say yes to what Jesus is calling you to do, man, you're back there serving our purpose. Kids want service, grab a guitar, get on a camera, park a car, do something with your life that makes an eternal difference and you are a part of something bigger than yourself. And I just believe, watch, as guess what? It's not just about you, it's not just for you, but you have been marked so that you can make a difference in people around you for the next of Jesus. That's what he's calling us to. That's what he's calling our church to. That's where we're going. And I hope you're ready to say, yes, it's summer. Not the time to take like, like summer break from Jesus. You know? No, no, no. Let's step in. Like, let's, let's be the church. Let's be people that like defy what everybody else may say. And like, oh, church attendance in the summer, it's going to just di-. no, no, no. Let's lean in. Let's go. Like, let's think and go. Let's serve. Let's be ready to go because, listen, when you've been saved, you can't help but act different. You can't help but live differently because you're not just marked and saved and purposed and called for you. It's not just for you. It's so that you can serve and make a difference for Jesus. And so my question for you today, how can you express your gratitude for what what Jesus has done for you? How can you do that? First of all, if you've never given your life to him, that's the place to start. The man, how can I express my gratitude for what Jesus did on the cross where he died and he bled? And You know how you can start? Giving your life to him. Just give your life to him. So I'm going to ask all across this room, would you bow your heads and close your eyes? In this place, there may be some of you in this room that have never given your life to Jesus. And I want to challenge you today. I believe you're in this room for a reason. You're in this room for a purpose that God has for you, that he wants to encourage you. But not only that, he's he's drawing you into a relationship with him. And so maybe you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus. How can you express your gratitude for what he's done? Well, let's talk about what he's done first. The Bible says that we've all sinned, that we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all messed up that there's this thing called sin that separates us from God. But thank God that we serve Jesus who the healer came and gave his life for us. He was willing to say, hey, I'm going to go to the cross. I'm going to die. I'm going I'm to take their spot. That There had to be a punishment that took place to pay for sin. Jesus was willing to do that. So again, what, what is it that he did for you? He took my place. He took your place. So maybe you're here and you've never just accepted that. You've never said, God, I, I, I want to take your righteousness for my sin. Like, I want to I I accept your salvation, Jesus, what you did on the cross for my mess-ups and my screw-ups. If you've never done that, 
Today's that day. And you're in this place and you need to give your life to Jesus. The Bible says that if you will declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you will believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, that you will be saved. Because it's with the mouth that we confess, the Bible says, and with the heart that we believe. And so you're in this room and you're watching online and you need to confess Jesus and believe in your heart that you, need, you want a relationship with Christ today. I want you to say something like this. It doesn't have to be word for word. I want you to repeat something like this, but I want you to mean it in your heart. Say something like this. Dear Jesus, I want you to come in my life. Will you save me? Will you forgive me? I put my trust in you. I give my life to you. I believe you died on the cross, that you were buried, and you got out of the grave. And I want you to be the Lord of my life today. Maybe if that's you, and you just prayed that, prayed something like it, Here's what I want to ask you to do. Over the last few weeks, we've had 50 plus people that give their life to Jesus. Maybe you're one of them that, need, that just did it today. Here's my heart for you. If that's you and you just say, hey, I just gave my life to Jesus, would you raise your hand and just drop it right back down? I'm looking for you. I, I, I just gave my life to Jesus, and you could drop it right back down. Mother's Day, and what a better way than coming to the family of God. I just, I just gave my life to Jesus, you could drop it right back down. Awesome. Maybe you're in here and you did just pray to receive Jesus. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. In just a second, there is a card that's right there in front of you. That's that welcome home card. All you got to do is take your phone. And, and again, don't, don't feel uncomfortable by doing this because, man, people have done it all service. They've checked it for next. They've done it for the first time guest. But I want you to take your phone and scan that QR code and let somebody know, let us know that you just made that decision to say yes to Jesus. So I want to invite you to do that today. We don't, we don't necessarily count hands that go up. We count decisions that are recorded and sent to us. So if you would let us know, I think it's so important you let somebody know. that Again, it's not just for you. It's so that you can let somebody else know that God has changed my life today. I love that so much. And I just feel it stirring in my spirit right now for some, I think there's some people in the room that when I say that we are, we believe in the miracles of God, when we believe that He is a healer, that there are some of you that walked in this place needing a physical healing, needing a physical miracle. And I just feel it in my spirit that there was somebody that walked in here today that, you know what, you need to pair your faith with some other people and that you need some prayer and we're going to pray for some physical healing for you. That God would physically heal your body. Maybe you struggle with infertility. Maybe you struggle with cancer diabetes, depression, anxiety. I don't know what it is. But in just a second, I'm going to ask that if you're in this room and you need prayer for physical healing, I'm not going to guarantee that that's going to happen, but we're going to pray in faith, believing that God can do all things, that the healer is in the room, that the healer and restorer and redeemer is in the room. So here's what I want everybody to do. On a, on a count of three, would you stand to your feet? One, two, three. Everybody all over this room. One, two, three. Keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Kyle's just going to play for just a second. I'm going to ask our, our team, some of our directors, other people all around this front area, if you've got a, if you've got a situation that you need prayer for, uh, just people that are on our, on, our, on our leadership team, all you guys, would you mind just coming spreading out down here? I just believe that there's going to be some people that need some prayer for healing. So for just a second, we're just going let to the, let the Lord move how only He can. Maybe a little bit uncomfortable as I'm not going to say anything for a second. Kyle's going to keep playing, but I just believe that there's somebody that needs some healing in this place. And we just want to be a place of prayer, believing that miracles still happen today. So come on, once you respond.
trust you. We know, God, that you're a healer. We know, God, that you're moving in our midst. And, God, I just pray right now as these people continue to just receive prayer and, God, just encouragement. God, I pray right now that your Holy Spirit would just, God, everything that we do and say. God, as we walk out of this place today, that we would take from the public place. And, God, you would begin to just continue to work on us in the private space. God, that outside of these walls, God, you would speak to us, that we would hear you, that we would experience you in the Holy Spirit. You would guide every step, every word, every conversation, every relationship that we may have, God, because it's not just for us. God, I pray that we walk out of this place ready to make a difference for you today. Jesus, we love you. We honor you. We praise you. In Jesus' name that we pray. And everybody said. Amen, amen. Come on, if you just believe in Jesus and how good he is and how great he is, come on. We still got some people praying, but come on, can we let them know that we're with them, that we're praying with them? Come on, give Jesus a big shout of praise in this place. Come on, is there anybody thankful for Jesus? Is anybody grateful? Anybody been through some healing in their life before? Anybody been forgiven before? Anybody been walked through with Jesus in a tough time before? Come on, give him a big shout of praise in this place right now. Listen, I hope y'all have the best week of your life. We love you so much. We'll see you back next Sunday. Happy Mother's Day. Have a great week. Thank you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.